0: ethos all right angela let's go back to school today tis the season dropped my oldest off his first day of high school today high school yes high school life comes at you fast you're not old enough
1: to have a kid in high school oh my definitely not
0: (laughs) it's crazy uh but yet here we are and i i was thinking about this man what do i wish i had learned in school And uh, I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn, but a lot of things I wish I'd have learned a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I want to talk about today for you. uh, What do you wish you had learned in school? I'll go first and then let you think about your answer. But for me, critical thinking skills. That's that's what comes to mind for me. Because now, of course, we grew up, uh, we're about the same age, And it was kind of as the internet was, was just taking off. Uh Uh, Everybody had their AOL uh, screen name. Oh, yes. And, and so we didn't always, we didn't have Google at that point. So we weren't Googling things yet. I actually went to the research library and when I couldn't get to the library, I called the library and asked the research librarian to look up things for me. And that was, uh, you know, that's how we did it back then. That was my Google. But I never really uh, thought about my thinking. And that sounds kind of weird to say, think about your thinking. But it has been a profound difference uh, since I became an entrepreneur about six years ago uh, because there's no boss telling me what to do. Now, I have Mm -hmm. clients that have requests. There's things they're expecting of me. um, But between clients, it's like, what am I doing? And I kind of was born on the run. And there's a song, you know, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I won't sing it. Oh, to
1: yes. I rush uh, and uh, I rush until life's, life's no fun. Day. You got it.
0: <laughs> sing it if you know it. That's kind of, you know, been my life theme song. And I realized, like, am I running in the right direction? Not always. I need to stop and actually reflect about what I'm trying to accomplish. So for me, critical thinking informs everything else I do. And more importantly, sometimes what I don't do. And isn't it a shame that that's not a class, maybe it's a class for some, but I didn't have a critical thinking class. Like, uh, what is it that I truly want? And uh, I think uh, that's a question I would pose to you listening is like, what is it you truly want? We've talked a lot about you know health and fitness because we're both in that world and, and it's really important to us. But I think the first thing is, right, Uh, drilling down about what you're trying to accomplish and then go be that thing rather than, you know, just, well, I want to be healthy. Well, what does that mean? That means every day we make healthy choices or, Mm -hmm. and I think our world right now, especially with the emergence of social media, it's all about the appearance, right? The appearance of success. And we Kind of justify like well I'm keeping up with the Joneses I you know have a nice house we take nice vacations and all that thing but it, it really doesn't create peace and contentment because ultimately you're you may be fooling your neighbors but you're not fooling yourself and so the critical thinking for me is like what is going to create peace and contentment in my life that's it and mm-hmm. I don't have it all answered now uh, but I have glimpses of that and for me. Peace and contentment comes um, from living with integrity and, you know, what I say and do matches up with what I believe. And of course, you know, this isn't a new idea, like have integrity is a good moral value, but I'm thinking of it purely, you know, from a selfish standpoint, I need to have integrity for me yeah. uh, and your actions reveal what you choose. It's not, al- not always what you truly want. So you may want success. You may want a you know thriving family. You may want health. All of these things are good things to want, uh, but then do your daily choices match up with those goals? And we shortcut it too often. And you know the ends never justify the means. I think about this in the political realm, and I know I'm going on a rant here, but it's like. Too often, it's like we take people at face value. I don't care what you believe. I care what you do. You might say, you know, you're the family values uh, politician, but you are cheating on your spouse or (laughs) you're estranged from your kids. Like
1: promise one thing, do another. And you're like, hey, you said X, Y and Z, but your voting record shows blah, blah, blah. And And
0: this isn't a political show. I'm just pointing out like we do the same thing. Right. And it's like you know, stop trying to impress everybody else and just live up to your own standards is really going back to what I wish I learned in school is the critical thinking. I, I saw a famous quote from Abe Lincoln, a pretty good guy to learn from. And his quote, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the ax. So this critical thinking skill that I'm still trying to develop, is it starts with, you know, morning pages every morning. Uh, most mornings, I don't get it every morning because sometimes I'm too busy. I just hit the ground running and I regret it later. Uh, but on the mornings when I I wake up and I write down what's on my mind, what do I want to accomplish in life and that day specifically, I have better days because I've lined up uh, my choices that day with what I truly believe and want to be. Uh, so if I want to have more friends, it's not I need to go... Uh, impress people. It's like, I need to go be a better friend to these specific people. Mm. And then I'll have deep relationships. And uh, too often, it's just like, it's shoot, aim, fire, or whatever it is, the, the equation is, right? It's, it's y- you've got to aim first. You know what you're aiming at. And uh, so important uh, in in all of life, like to actually think about like where you're going and Do your daily choices match up with your ultimate values and espouse values in life? And I think too many of us, we're just caught up in and running the race, right? And forget that like, oh man, this doesn't match up uh, to who I want to be. And what do I need to do today to get me closer to who I want to be? And I'm not saying we we all don't have the skills entirely in and of ourselves, especially on day one, to accomplish those things. But it's more like we actually have to go find people to help us, whether that's a coach, uh, whether it's, you know, buying a book from somebody that, uh, you know, can teach you that or watching a YouTube video, whatever it is, like find the inspiration, find a model. And what's the next simple step (laughs) uh, to do that? But don't take the step before you figure out what it is you're trying to accomplish. So I know that was a lot, but that's really been on my heart and mind as i drop my son off for school i'm like well you know he's going to go get his syllabus today mm-hmm. from all the classes about here's all the things we're going to learn but what i hope to instill in him is uh, not just how to look up information anybody can google but think about like how these things are going to apply to his life and what it is what kind of person he wants to be and then go make choices that back that up so yeah uh, that's what i wish i'd have learned um how does that strike you
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, theoretically, they were supposed to teach us critically think critical thinking in school, but I'm not so sure sometimes, you know, how much of that sinks in or how much of it really gets taught. But I mean, really critical thinking is thinking about what you're thinking about and like learning how to really be able to take a step back and say, whoa, hold on, here's a thought. What do I think about that thought? Or here's an argument. What do I think about that argument? And using logic and and what I wish they had taught more in school. It's probably kind of a new type of a concept to some degree, but I think it would be highly beneficial and it goes right along with some of what you were talking about. And that is emotional intelligence. Absolutely. And And both of these subjects have to do with honestly programming. It has to do with um, your programming and your ability to evaluate yourself, right? And evaluate and take a step back and kind of say, wait a minute. Now, what am I thinking about? What is this? What does this mean? What am I, what I feeling? I, what am I feeling? Right? right. And so emotional intelligence is really just that whole, to me, a skill. And and it doesn't, the way most people learn it is in their immediate families, but let's be honest, not everybody comes from a family where you're emotionally intelligent because, you know, not everybody is is nurtured or has an environment that is very nurturing to feelings. And even people who come from emotionally intelligent families may not have that full skill set. And so what is emotional intelligence? It's basically being able to identify and respond to how you're feeling. And what ends up happening is if someone a doesn't know what they're feeling well now you're just responding and you don't know why so this is where you know people will just get addicted to something let's say and it's and they'll have a trigger and they'll go after their addiction they'll have to drink or they'll have to smoke or they'll have to you know whatever eat whatever else it could be anything shop spend money right and they're not even getting the sense that I'm feeling something and that feeling is telling me something I need to know about myself And therefore I need to be responding to the feeling and thinking about what I'm thinking about. Kind of like what you said, the critical thinking, right. Versus, Oh, I feel bad or I feel they don't even know. Right. They just, they just have a trigger and it's like, I need to go get shoes or I need to eat some ice cream or I just, I don't know. And, and usually that is designed to keep you from feeling. And the more that I research and I learn about emotional intelligence Like this is a critical thing that that people learn when they're like zero to seven years old and you can unlearn it. You can relearn some of this stuff, but it's harder when you're an adult. And if there was more resources out there for kids when they're in school, because think about how many kids are nervous test takers, right? Or how many kids get scared in, in certain learning situations? Like if they could be given tools to be able to process their fear then that might even change their entire education system. If they could stop being judgmental about themselves because they feel a certain way, then we would have less addictions in the world.
0: Yes, one hundred percent. I'm kind of you know jumping <laughs> down right now because I yeah I learned this in my thirties, <laughs> and so right. yes, uh, we're all just reacting. But between like stimulus and response is a moment to stop and think about your feelings. Why am I feeling? And you're not your feelings, right? Because people go around uh, being angry. Yes. Uh, or you know uh, having a chip on their shoulder and and, yeah. and and so thoughtful reflection about why am i feeling this um what do i need to process this so that i can be a certain way and not always be angry and for some people need therapy to heal trauma from their childhood that right. ultimately they're just in survival mode all the time and that's heartbreaking uh there's the book uh you know what is it the the body
1: keeps the score.
0: The body keeps the score. Is it, uh-huh.
1: right? I know. <laughs> it's like you,
0: That's back <laughs> the to the integrity one, right? thing. You can try to fool yourself. You cannot be aware of it, but your body knows if yes. you're tightly wound and you're not, you don't have any margin. Right. And you've not had a chance to process your emotions.
1: Well, that's just the thing. The body can't lie. And yep. and this and these two things that we're talking about actually kind of go together. Totally, it's critical thinking and tapping into your emotional intelligence, which is your whole body. Your emotions are stored in your entire body. Mm. We always think of it as our brain, yep. but it's not. Our emotions is a nervous system response, and you first get the nervous system response. It sends it to the brain. The brain says, "Oh, I have to label that sad." Oh, I have to label that stress, but your body is feeling it first. Right. And, and what we're talking about with, with that book, the body keeps the score that we don't realize is your body knows more than your brain. Your body actually cannot lie. It's going to be in integrity. It's going to tell you and feed back to you exactly what is, which is why people do like muscle testing and things like that to try to elicit different responses to get to truth. Your, your rational cognitive brain is the only part of you that can lie. And how many times do Whoa. we lie to ourselves, right? <laughs> like we're trying to convince our bodies, but our bodies is like, no, that's not true. Nope, yeah. that's it. Your body doesn't have the ability to lie, but but your cognitive function does. And the more out of integrity we are with what we're feeling, the more out of integrity yeah, that gets you yes. excited well because Maybe. we
0: that's why you talked about all the addictions and it might be a socially acceptable uh, addiction you know scrolling social, like social media, media. Or whatever it is <laughs> like you're yeah. just numbing your mind because yes. you're not in, in integrity yeah. uh, but i heard this on a, a podcast recently I highly recommend it's dr um, andrew huberman the the podcast is called the huberman lab and he had on Uh, a PhD professor of psychology from New York University. uh, And they were talking about uh, goal setting and achieving goals. And um, it's a really fascinating episode. I'll put the link in the show notes here. Um, but they were talking about the problem with uh people's vision boards right because we talk mm. about this like having a vision board the problem is it's too far out you've got like too many steps to get there and life hits you in the face and 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 so uh the important thing and and they studied uh, long distance runners and it wasn't about focusing on the finish line it was focusing about the stop sign you could see in your visual perception I just need to get to that next mile marker
1: interesting and
0: and then you pick a Another uh, mile marker after that. And I intuitively uh, figured that out. I didn't understand it till they explained it. Uh, But I have run some marathons and it was like that 26 miles. I have no idea if I can finish this thing, but I know like I can catch up to that person. Uh, and then do it again and just keep and You're then just
1: focusing on right here right now the next you yeah. hit,
0: that's it the next simple step right and and really having something but visually they were talking about how important that is to having your visual perception and so stop trying to solve all of your you know life's problems and that's the problem with new year's resolutions right uh, we, we talked about the beginning of the year you want to be healthier all these health goals um or you want to make more money well it's not enough to just visualize making more money Uh, it's like, okay, so what to, you know, uh, figure out what you're trying to accomplish, but then think about like, you know, what habit do I need to develop? What discipline, you know, what thing do I need to learn to make more money? Um, so what's a simple step I can take today Mm -hmm. and then take action on that tomorrow, but stop trying to figure out all the steps at once because you're frustrating yourself.
1: But here's the thing too. With that, right? Because that's the critical thinking piece. Mm -hmm. If you're not emotionally in line with that, then you will sabotage. So let's say you do want to make more money, right? And you're like, I want to make more money. Here's five different ways I can make more money this year, right? Yeah. But then inside, when you think I want to make more money, you're having a fear response Mm. because that means something to you in your nervous system. That mm. you need to get into, you need to hear, you need to, you need to yes. flush out, or you need to get into integrity with, right? Uh-huh. Um, then and that's where the emotional intelligence kind of works with that, because you could you could be strategizing. And I talk to people like this, and this is me a lot of times too, strategizing till you know you're blue in the face, right? Of these are all the things I need to do these things. And then you just can't get yourself to do it. Why? Because of that emotional response. So if you think I need to make more money and all of a sudden you feel fear guess what's going to happen? You're going to do everything you can to procrastinate and stop making that money until you listen to yourself and start to say, well, what's what's that I'm feeling when I think about making more, more money? Mm-hmm. Fear. Huh. Well, I wonder why I might feel fearful about this. Right. And then start thinking about, well, what what kind of a response is there? Because the truth is between your cognitive brain and your emotional brain, your emotional self will always win. It's yeah. bigger. So you're always going to be emotionally pulled. So if making more money is something that's exciting to you, like when you're running marathons, right? Mm -hmm. If that stop sign was like, oh, I'll feel so good if I could just get to that stop sign, you're going to get to the stop sign. But if that stop sign was, oh my goodness, I will do anything to run away from that stop sign. You're gonna you're gonna find the way to avoid mm-hmm. the stop sign. Does that make sense? It,
0: it totally does. There, I know I'm always throwing out books, but I did. I have this love of learning, and their really profound book called Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow, and they they do a deep dive in the brain science. But essentially, uh, we all are uh, on autopilot most of the day, just yep. to function because we have way too many choices and stimulus to to survive trying to decide you know, every single thing that comes at us. And so without that deep thinking, most of us go through our day without analyzing why we're making choices. So your example about, you know, sabotaging yourself, we do it unintentionally. Nobody's waking up saying, I'm gonna t- sabotage myself yeah, today. you're not even thinking about it. No. Just,
1: and You just and don't and know so why you're it. doing this, yeah.
0: So if I could offer, uh, this is, um, I hope this is helpful uh, to you uh, listening. If it is, let us know, we'd love to hear from you, but I wanna give you a challenge. Uh, look at your calendar for the next week and schedule actual thinking time uh, because what gets scheduled gets done uh, and life is busy and whatever it is that comes up for you, like what is the goal that you're trying to accomplish? What is the skill that you're trying to learn? And actually schedule the time. You can start with you know 20 minutes if, if that's intimidating to you, but put it on your calendar next week and uh, and set aside that time for deep thinking and ask questions like, what am I trying to accomplish? What are some ways, um, you know, what are some practical steps i could take then what are some things that would keep me from accomplishing that i even like that question better like what are the obstacles because then yeah. that becomes the raw material okay so what are some strategies that i can do to put in place to overcome the obstacle well that'll that'll
1: I, tell you where your feelings are too it's like well it. what might get in the way well yeah. i might be and then you can usually get into your feelings that yeah. way and say oh that's interesting i i have a fear of calling my doctor and scheduling that appointment or uh-huh. you know or whatever it might be
0: Yeah, or I might feel judged or, uh, you know, and think about times when you've tried this goal in the past and what has come up for you, like what has gotten in the way? So how are you going to mitigate that? and and so i've mentioned the app uh that i use the the pomodoro timer but that just kind of helps focus it because it blocks the other apps whatever you got to do turn off the alerts on your phone and spend 20 minutes with a notepad and paper i think that's way more effective than trying to type this and getting distracted on your computer and write down what am i trying to accomplish what would be a goal for me as we're you know right now in the second half of the year by the end of this year like uh, what do I want to be different in my life? Ah, uh, you know, what's working that I want to lean into? What's not working for me? That I'm just exhausted and frustrated with myself? Get honest with yourself. And I'm doing this. and to create more margin in my life, uh, because I'm stop trying to give the appearance of success and um, you know, be content. So what do I gotta do uh, to do that? And, uh, you know, it might, it's going to be different for each one of us, but I would just truly, uh, open up your calendar app and schedule some thinking time. And it sounds so silly, uh, but it works. And I hope that works for you. Send us a text and let us know, uh, if you schedule the thinking time and what came up for you, or if you need some help kind of clarifying what those goals are. Um, that's what we're here for in the next simple set podcast, the number 3 2 1 zero. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.